In Matthew's Gospel, in chapter 13, in verse 8, we read, Some seed fell on good soil. Some seed fell on good soil. I don't know this morning whether you came by car or bus or train, possibly, or walked, uh, but lovely sunshine, and if you did come past, as I'm sure you did, some gardens and saw some flowers, you thought, gosh, you know, isn't God's creation marvellous? And certainly if you go a little further afield and visit some of the great parks and open spaces, um, again, wonderful colour, and one marvels at God's creation. Wakehurst, for example, but I better not go there with the car park, well, that's another, another story. We've heard this morning three parables, and I think I'm right in saying, I stand corrected, that there are 46 parables in the New Testament. As we know, they're sort of earthly stories with heavenly meanings. And Jesus was very fond of telling, or giving messages rather, by means of parables. Very fond because it is clearly a very effective way of teaching. You can imagine being somewhere, can't you? A place that you're familiar with, used to doing that, and, oh, well, yes, I can see myself doing that, yes. And then if you're told about someone who's doing whatever it is, you think, yes, I can see myself in that position. And so here was Jesus um, on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, one of the first times that he was preaching out in the open, And I think he could look up and he could see around the Sea of Galilee various people sowing seeds. And as we know, he then told the parable of the sower. He went out on his boat, so vast crowds, um, and so they could hear him. He spoke from the boat rather than from, from on shore. And when he looked above and saw the sowers perhaps in the the fields above the lake, um, I guess he saw two things. He saw, first of all, the fact that here were the um, fields, if you can call them that, almost strips of land divided by paths. And the paths were um, very hard, they were rock solid, people would walk on them, but between the paths were strips of land where one would normally sow seed. And the second thing he saw would be the efficient sowers and the lazy sowers. The efficient sowers would um, get perhaps a bag of seed and would very painstakingly put it in all the right places, make sure the seed fell where it should do. The lazy sowers, they would get a bag, rip a hole, tie it back of an ass, kick the ass, and the ass with a bit of luck would go on the places where the seed should fall. And people in the crowd at that time, yes, they could see, oh yes, we're sowers, yes, we're farmers, we plough the land, we sow seed a lot. Um, Yes, what are you going to say, Jesus? This is very interesting because I can picture myself in there. And as we know, when Jesus told us about the parable of the sower, he was really giving a message to both the givers of the word and the receivers of the word. And first of all, thinking just for a moment about the receivers of the word. Four places, said Jesus, where the seed may fall. First of all, um, yes, it might, um, might fall among the, the weeds. And, well, even I, a non-gardener, more or less, uh, knows that weeds can grow up quickly and they can completely swamp any young seedlings. And so Jesus, yes, some of the seeds will fall among the weeds, among the thorns, and they'll grow up. And although the weeds start, the the, um, 
plant started well and the seeds started to germinate and the roots started to go down, before long they came to nothing because they were choked by all the weeds. Or secondly, Jesus said some of the seed will fall on the, on the paths. And as we've said already, they were hard, they were tough, and with the birds and the sun, the seeds just didn't stand any chance at all. Or thirdly, said Jesus, some of the uh, seeds will fall among the rocks. Now these weren't actually, uh, as I understand it, actually clumps of rock. They were, uh, it was a land which looked on the face of it like um, ordinary good earth upon which the seeds would germinate and um, produce roots. But in fact, the good soil was just, if you like, the icing on the top of a cake. And the, the roots would go down a little way before very long, um, they would hit rock, and of course, the plants would die. And that said, Jesus is like when, oh yes, we start off with very good intentions. We start off thinking, yes, we're going to follow you, Lord, and we're going to understand what you want us to do. And then things get difficult. Someone challenges us. <laughs> Don't go to church, do you? Oh, that's, that's, that's for weak and feeble. <laughs> How stupid. Or we don't engage in prayer or reading the Bible. We just haven't got, if you like, the watering can or the, uh, the rake to keep ourselves nourished. Things go wrong. And again, the seeds just do not germinate. But as we said at the beginning, the verse 8 some seed will fall on good ground. Don't worry, some will go in the rocks, some in the weeds, some on the paths and be eaten up by the birds. And the... But some will fall on good ground. Now if we think just for a minute um, about the parable of the weeds, perhaps not so familiar words, are they, as the parable of the sower. And the parable of the weeds refers really to the bearded darnel, which I understand um, in parts of the world um, is a weed, which if you have an, a farmer who's an enemy, you'll go at night and you'll sprinkle this bearded darnel, and it'll grow up and it'll look just like the maize that you've sown it among. And when the farmer thinks, gosh, that's a pretty good crop, but hang on a minute, some is a weed. The instructions could be to the servants, go and pull up the weeds. But as Jesus says here, no, 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 don't do that. Because if you do, things will go wrong. First of all, the weeds will look very much like the maize and you stand in danger of pulling up the good plants rather than the weeds. But even worse, the roots underneath, they're all interwoven. And if you try and pull up the weeds, you pull up the good plants as well. So you have to leave it until the plants become adult. And apparently in India, where it still happens to this day, um, the situation is such that if a farmer suddenly finds he's got this bearded darnel in his, among his crop, then, gosh, that's pretty bad. He's got to employ more staff. He's got to wait until the plants mature, put them out on long trestle tables, and um, painstakingly split the good plants from the weeds. And Jesus reminds us, the parable of the weeds explained, reminds us that this is a bit like the son of man sowing the good seed, but the devil sowing the bearded darnel, the devil sowing the weeds. But don't worry, said Jesus, in the end harvest will come, everything will be all right, and all the weeds will be burnt up. 
The third parable we looked at, the parable of the mustard seed. Now, that's, I find interesting because mustard seed is rather like me saying to you, oh, something was as thin as a rake. And you think, um, well, yes, that's fine, I've heard of that. Incidentally, if anyone can find the derivation of that, I'd be grateful. I've searched the internet and uh, totally failed. So although I can find plenty of references to as thin as a rake, I can't find the derivations. If anyone does know it or can find it, please do tell me. But in Jesus' time, yes, they talked about not as thin as a rake, but um, the mustard seed being the smallest seed. In fact, it wasn't. The seed of a cypress tree is smaller than that of a mustard seed. But as we know, the parable says from very small things, great things can come, sometimes totally beyond our comprehension. Now, if you put these three parables together, you can come up with all sorts of possible messages. Let me just leave you with one or two. First of all, surely it's a message of confidence. Some seed will fall on good ground. Not maybe, could do, with a bit of luck, or if the wind's in the right direction. No, no, no. Some seed definitely will fall on good ground. And it was meant to give confidence, this parable, to, among others, of course, the disciples. They were so fed up sometimes with Jesus really annoying the authorities. They were lacking confidence because he would upset people, they thought, quite um, unhelpfully. But, said Jesus, have confidence. Things will be all right in the end. Not everything goes well. Perhaps there was someone who came, I hope not, but someone perhaps came in this morning and wasn't welcomed. I'm sure no one here played a wrong note, did you? I didn't hear one anyway. But things don't always go quite right. You think this morning sermon's pretty lousy, probably. We don't always get it right. But we must have confidence that, yes, some of the seed will fall on good ground and we may not know where I think the second message to us perhaps is when we talked with the young people earlier using my little spade and trowel and the watering can and so on we can't, can we, leave it the gardening entirely to God because if we did, what would happen well of course the weeds would grow up if we don't do the weeding in the garden for six weeks, six months or whatever, before we know where we are there are weeds So the second message is, he uses us, he needs us to cultivate his garden spiritually. We can't leave it just to Jesus. He needs us to help him. So next time when you're gardening, maybe this afternoon, if you're King Gardens, I'm not, I shan't be gardening this afternoon, I can tell me that right now. But if you're gardening this afternoon, think, well, the tools you may be using, your rake and your fork and your instructions... What sort of similar equipment do you have with gardening for God and harvesting for him? Amen. Thanks, Adrian.